It is no give a frack Friday. And do you give a frack? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to break a third rail because I don't give a frack. We're going to talk about money. Also, we're going to talk about Damien taking over for Satan and the Can- the Canada-India row. What do you need to know about that? Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Hello, my honey. Hello, my sugar. Hello, my ragtime gal. Happy Friday. I am Corel. It is the Corel cast, the show that you are going to share with your friends. You're going to save the videos. You're going to subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash really Corel. You're going to post the podcast that you listen to and like to all of your social media. And you're going to help me grow the show by 25,000 listeners. That's right. We're going to grow this show by 25,000 more listeners because you, my army, you're going to go and tell the world about this show and make sure that your friends are listening to it as well. And to the patrons at Patreon, that's right, this Sunday at 5.30, we're going to do a call. I hope you will join me. You'll be getting a link in the mail later in the day today. Uh, You should have got one yesterday, Thursday. You'll get another one today, Friday, and you'll get another one on Sunday. Uh, Just as a reminder. All right. So last Friday, I did Don't Give a Frack Friday. And uh, it went over well (laughs) with y'all. You liked it. Uh, And you know what? I'm really worried right now about me and now about most of my friends. And now I'm worried about you, too, that I've pulled up these numbers. And I don't mean the insanely rich rock band from Ireland that's going to open the sphere here in just a few weeks. I mean you sitting right there at home. Uh, or in your car, or wherever you might be. And I'm worried about you because of what's going to be happening right now, which is Kevin McCarthy and his GOP, which I don't care anymore. The GOP is not, I don't give a frack. They are not a legitimate political party. If you are a member of that party, you are a traitor to the United States. You only serve self-serving oligarchs. Uh, They are evil, despicable people. They made an embarrassment of themselves with this hearing with Merrick Garland who there are plenty of good questions to ask Merrick Garland. Not one, not one came from a Republican. They are an embarrassment to the country, an embarrassment to the world, and they are an enemy of the people. The Republican Party is the biggest enemy facing America today. I don't give a frack if you don't like what I'm saying. I don't care if you're a Republican and take issue. Fuck you. The Republican Party is the biggest threat to the United States of America's sovereignty that there is, the Republican Party, okay? And here's proof. They're about to shut down the government. And if they shut down the government, Social Security could be shut off in weeks. That means people like me on disability or the nation's poorest are once again going to sweat while these millionaires and some of them billionaires, including Donald Trump, who has now weighed in that he wants a government shutdown. Well, of course he does. A, the government's coming after him, and B, ain't none of his friends getting Social Security or disability or whatever. But all his followers are, that's for damn sure. So Social Security is not something to rely upon, and yet millions are, and do, and will continue to. And so I have been trying to find my place. As you all know, I have been getting depressed about it. Uh, you know, trying to find ways to make more income. Right now, I have a, a, an urgent need for about $4,500. Uh, 
Like, I need to come up with $4,500. I, I don't want to put it on a credit card. Uh, I need to pay some things off. I need to get some upgrades, like 4500 bucks. I'll figure it out. But, you know, hey, if any of you, ha any of you have that just sitting around, paypal.me forward slash really Carell. That's paypal.me forward slash really K-A-R-E-L. Because uh, I have a short-term goal of 4500 bucks. But anyway, um, these numbers are alarming. So I uh, was sitting around this week going, you know, what are you going to do? You are only 60. You want to earn more income. You want to pay back in again. You want to do this. You want to do that. You know, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? You ain't going to drive for Uber. What are you going to do? How are you going to generate income in the entertainment industry when so many people cannot nowadays? How are you going to do it? How are you going to expand the show by 25,000 listeners? How, how, how? So I've had a lot of questions. And I was feeling really bad that I should have been better set up at this point of my life, given my history in talk radio and the salaries I've gotten and stuff. I should be better set up. I have less than $2,000 in savings. Two grand, that's it. Less than that in savings. I do own my house. But in actual liquid cash in savings, less than two grand. So I started asking my friends who were of my age, let's say over 55. And if they were 55 or older, I'd be like, how much money do you have in the bank? And that's like, you're not supposed to do that. That's why I don't give a frack. We're going to go there today. How much money do you have in the bank? What age are you? And how much money do you have in savings? Well, the numbers on that are horrifying. How much do Americans have in their savings accounts from Time Magazine in 2023, okay? $100 or less. What percent of America do you think has $100 or less in their savings account? The shocking figure is 32.9% or one-third. One-third of Americans have less than $100 in their bank account. 100 to 500, 12% of Americans. 100 to 500. If you add that together, that means 44%, 45% of America has less than $500. 45%, that's almost half. 500 to 1,000, 11% have that much money in their bank account. 11%, meaning out of 330 million people, about 38 million have more than a thousand, up to a thousand dollars, 500 to a thousand. So 100 or less, 32.9 percent. 100 to 500, 12.8 percent. 500 to a thousand, 11.3 percent. 1,000 to 2,000, 10.6 percent. So if you add all of that up. How many Americans have less than $2,000 in the bank? You get 21, 31, 33, 63, 65%. 65% of Americans have less than $2,000. Between two and 5,000, 10.6%. 5,000 to 10,000, 9%. And only 12.6% of Americans have 
$10,000 or above. And of that figure, most of those are over the age of 54. Wow. Wow. Less than 13% of us have 10 grand or more in the bank. Let me tell you why that's important. Oh, and the number of Americans with over $100,000 in the bank in savings, 4%. Let me tell you why that's important. Let's say you are 55 and you plan on retiring at 65. And then you plan on living at least 20 years. And you don't want to live in poverty. Like, you don't want to be rich and have a yacht, but you don't want to live in poverty. We know that you need about $70,000 a year now to not live in poverty, to just get by. So for 20 years, you will need access to $1.4 million in savings. But you say to me, okay, Carell, but I'll have Social Security. We don't know it's going to be there, but even if it is, that's only $24,000 a year for most people, which means you're going to need to supplement an additional $50,000 a year or $100,000 for 20 years. I'm sorry, a million dollars for 20 years. Let's say you have two pensions, Social Security and a work pension. And that work pension is, let's say, three grand a month. That's still only 60000 for the year. So to not live in poverty, you're still going to need about $20,000 for the year or about half a million dollars for 20 years. So do you see how even if you think you're going to be getting 2000 3000 you still need a huge amount of savings in order to retire and get by and not live in squalor? And you don't have it. And you've been avoiding the conversation forever because you don't know what you're going to do. Just, how does this sound? Does this sound quite about right? Did I say that correctly? Quite about right. Does this sound about quite right? I think it could go either way. Like me and my 20s. Uh, all right. We're going to talk more about this and so much more when I come back. Don't go anywhere, okay? Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corelcast app free at the App Store of your choice now. So less than $100,000, 4% of America has more than $100,000 saved. 96% does not. Now, five grand a year for 20 years is $100,000, okay? So even if you're only going to supplement yourself $400 a month, you still need $100,000 in the bank just to have 400 bucks a month once you retire. We are setting up our country to be a nation of old, broke people living in poverty, of no more use to corporate America because they can't work. And as we do this, the Republicans, the enemy of the people, constantly want to cut entitlement and social programs which we're going to need in record numbers if these numbers hold true.
So I want to ask you, you know, it's don't give a frack Friday. I want you to be, will you be honest in the comments on how much money you have saved? Or email me. You can find my email address. It's, you know, comments at reallycorel.com. I believe that's what it is. I'd have to look. But I believe that's what it is. Comments at reallycorel.com. Do you have, or you just answer the question. Do you have enough for retirement? Do you have enough put away to where you could subsidize your pensions? Or are you going to be reliant upon Social Security and your work pension? Because work pensions went away in 2008. Your work pension and my work pension, my after all of that, they could go away. Do you have actual savings, cash money that you could access? And is it in line with these figures? According to these figures, 65% of you listening to me have less than $2,000 in the bank. That's a majority of you. Why aren't we talking about that all day, every day? Why, why isn't that a huge, huge topic of discussion? That most of us don't have what we need in the bank to retire. We need to be talking national salaries. We need to be talking national housing for seniors. We need to be talking about a lot that we're not talking about. Do we think if we don't talk about it, it'll just go away, the need for money when you retire, when you can no longer work? Or are you just planning to work until you drop? I hear so many people saying that. My neighbor is 75. He works. Dell at the park, 79. He works. Are you just going to work until you drop? Is that what retirement looks like for you? Or are you going to deprive yourself and like live on nothing? Eat, you know, beans. Oh, well, beans are great, but you know what I mean. No dinners out. No, you know, not own a car. You know, you're just going to cut back on everything. What are you going to do? A lot of you are aging. Now, some of you live in San Francisco, San Jose. You may have the money. You may have the retirement fund. You're part of the 4% that have over $100,000 in the bank. You're lucky. But 100K isn't even enough. 100K is just 50, is five grand a year for 20 years. That's, that's 400 bucks a month. Do you have 500K in the bank? 50K? You know, what do you have? Because I sure as hell don't. I gotta tell you, I don't. And I'm worried. Like, okay, so I've got to make a million dollars in like three or four years. It's like, how is that even possible without becoming a GOP member, ripping people off or, or talking like Charlie Kirk or Ben Shapiro and, you know, totally betraying my soul? How is it possible in today's economic climate for an entertainer to make a million dollars in three or four years? I, I don't know. Uh, speaking of entertainers and media, Damian Thorne is taking over for Satan. Uh, we have Rupert Murdoch retiring at 92 because he's got millions. And his son, Lachlan, uh, taking over for him. His son is best friends with Tucker Carlson, by the way. His, his son is someone who actually believes what Fox News is selling. So if you think it's a good thing that Rupert's retiring, honey, Damien's taking over. And you know what? On Don't Give a Frack Friday, can I just say, why is that agency not shut down? Why is it even, oh, freedom of speech? That is not freedom of speech. I'll just say it. I don't care. It's give a, don't give a frack Friday. It is not free speech to let them spread yellow journalism, propaganda. 
They're as bad. They're as bad as Tokyo Rose, and we know she was forced to read all that stuff. But still, they're they're that's how bad they are. They are as bad as the propaganda division of the Nazi Reich because that's what they are. They are the propaganda division of the Nazi Reich. That's what they are. And we let them go under freedom of speech. They are cancer. Lachlan Murdoch is a cancer. That man shouldn't be allowed to take over a bakery, let alone a a news conglomerate. He is a poison, a toxin. His product is poison and toxin. And we let them. Why? Because they're rich. All of us are broke. Look at the numbers. We are broke. And yet we let the rich just do whatever the fuck they want. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Lachlan Murphy and Fox News, all of it, should be held liable for all the deaths during COVID. They should be liable. They should be prosecuted as much as Donald Trump for sedition and treason. They let their network cast and talk about all the lies that Donald Trump was peddling, and they treated it as fact, not news. They treated it as fact. They bought into the narrative. They are traitors. Jail those motherfuckers. I don't care. Now, what's going on in Canada and India? Well, in Canada, a Sikh was a Sikh cleric was gunned down. And Trudeau believes it was ordered by people in India. And the reason people in India would do this is this Sikh cleric was one of the people pushing for a Sikh state, a homeland like Israel uh, near Punjabi. They want to, do, uh, to start a Sikh state of Sikhs. Sikhs are a religion. Uh, and they all take the last name Singh, uh, the men. And they're really nice people, and it's a really nice religion. And they want their own homeland. Well, in India, it's treason to talk of such. And so India is not for them forming their own homeland. So Trudeau said, well, we believe you attacked this guy over here in Canada that is out there preaching for a new homeland. And now they've suspended visas. India has suspended visas, Canadian visas. It's a lot of diplomatic posturing. Is there going to be a war over it? No, there's not. Meanwhile, Zelensky's in D.C. begging for money. I should go to D.C. and beg for money. We all need to beg for money. While they're giving billions to Zelensky, you have less than $2,000 in the bank. We have now given $3,330 per every living Ukrainian. There's 39 million of them. I did the math. We've now given each of them more money than 65% of us have in the bank. Think about that. We have given every Ukrainian the equivalent of $3,300, which is more than 65% of us have in the bank. And that's okay? That's okay. No. And India, if you send assassins to kill this guy in Canada, shame on you. Shame on you. They're denying it, but who owns Wadden him dead? Trudeau feels pretty confident that they did it. I'm not sure what Canada could really do to India. Again, they're not going to go to war. They're both nuclear nations, but they're not going to go to war. And we're sort of in the middle of it. We're friends with both, and our friends are fighting. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate it? 
If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. Happy Friday to you. It is the Corel Cast. I am Corel. Heard Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and you're going to spread the message and spread the love and tweet about me and talk about me and post my shows. And you're going to subscribe on YouTube and you're going to be my army and you're going to help us bump up this listenership because that's how it happens. Y'all spread it around, tell your friends, copy and paste links, and that's how it happens. And if any of you are rich and sitting out there on 4500 bucks you want to get rid of, it's paypal.me forward slash really Corel. All right. You know, we were just talking about India. And, and really, if they did order this assassination, then that's terrible. And I'm not sure what Trudeau will do, but certainly sanctions or something should be, you know, done. Uh, but today is National Chai Day. Chai means tea. So if you ever ask anybody for a masala chai tea, you're an idiot. Just masala chai. Chai means tea. Okay, that's what it means. And today is National Chai Day, National Tea Day in India and in here and the United States and, well, the world. Interna- I think it's international, International Chai Day. Now, chai specifically means tea. Masala chai means spiced milk tea. Masala is milk. And they put cardamom, cardamom, sorry, cardamom and nutmeg and cinnamon, and ginger, all kinds of things in it, and it's delicious. However, tea didn't become in vogue in India until 1823. Uh, That's when it was really started to be cultivated there. And that's because of the British. It was a colonial thing. You see, China China started tea about 5,000 years ago. Emperor Shen Nung, N-U-N-G, first name Shen. He was an herbalist. Uh, and his assistant accidentally, this is how it goes, the rumor, uh, the assistant accidentally boiled leaves that had fallen into uh, his water, the emperor's water, from this plant. Because all tea comes from the same plant, by the way. It all comes from the same plant. Uh, all tea, black tea, green tea, matcha, it's all the same plant. And some leaves 5,000 year, years ago fell into Shen Nung's water. And um, Shen Nung said, wait, I can smell something fabulous here. And he's an herbalist, of course. And, and he said, we should drink this. And so they started. And tea became very crucial to China and China's economy. And they didn't want to share. Okay, they didn't want to share. So the British in the 1800s, uh, they got tired of dealing with China for tea uh, because the British took a liking to it. Uh, and they, in some corporate espionage kind of stuff, they sent a botanist over to China to steal the Camilla Sensevera plant from the center of China. Uh, and the first couple of times he was not successful, but the third time he was, and he got these plants out of China, and they brought them to the Assam district of India, where they were occupying the British. And they started growing tea in India uh, because they could control that, and it was cheaper for them. And the feudal system that started then with the tea plantations being autonomous, 
They provide everything for the workers, food, water, lodging, medical care, education, all of it. It's their own little government. Still exists today with many tea workers in India and other places still not in charge of their futures. But in 1823, the British started cultivating it in India, which quickly became the world's biggest provider of tea outside of China. Uh, and the British began funding their war efforts with the profits from their tea. So they really demanded that the Indian nation uh, grow a lot of tea. And so tea has a very dark and colonial past in India. Uh, but it is National Chai Day. Chaiwala is a tea maker there in India on the streets. There's millions of them because uh, tea is very important to their culture. But it really didn't start being drunk there until 1823. In 1840, good old Duchess Anna, uh, obviously a porker, because she her family didn't eat until 8 o'clock. And lunch was at 12 or 1. So she got really hungry around 4. So in 1840, Duchess Anna started having tea in her chambers with friends. This would become high tea. Uh, and there's high tea where you have all of the snacks and savory stuff, sandwiches. Then there's light tea, where you just have the pastries. And then there's cream tea, where you just have the tea and then maybe a scone and some clotted cream. The Chinese have been doing tea for 5,000 years. The British have been doing high tea since 1840. Tea in India, first introduced in 1823, used as a currency by everybody still to this day. Tea trading is still an enormous part of the world's economy because tea, outside of water, is the most drunk beverage on the planet. So today is National International Chai Day. I want you to have some tea today, but have some good tea. I love tea. I have it twice a day. I use Harney teas, Harney and Sons. Uh, I love it because you can't rush it. I love it because there's ceremony to it. I love teaware. I love teapots, tea kettles, tea, uh, teacups, saucers. I love Chinese and Japanese teaware. I love green tea, black tea. I love vanilla. I'll even drink herbals at night. Herbals are not tea, by the way. Chamomile does not make tea. Neither does lavender. You can't have lavender tea. There's no such thing. Those are herbals. So if you have a lavender or a, a you know chamomile or whatever, those are herbals. They're not tea. Tea is only one plant. It's all the same plant. It's how it's processed uh, that distinguishes it from green or black or whatever. When it's picked, all of that. So today is International Chai Day. I want you to have some tea. <laughs> As you see, I know a lot about I know a lot about tea. Tea is not the number one beverage in America because of the Boston Tea Party. And that's the truth. Uh, the stigma of the British and the British drinking tea uh, didn't sit well with our colonial forefathers. And so the barbaric coffee, and it was barbaric. It came through Saudi Arabia and Africa, where the barbarians were. And so the very barbaric coffee became our drink of choice. Isn't that interesting? Uh, and it, that was pure racism and xenophobia. However, now that the cultures have mixed so much again, and time has passed, tea is the second most consumed beverage in the United States and the number one consumed beverage throughout the world. Isn't that something? Hey, learn something new on National Child Day. All right. It is Friday. I would like you to have some fun this weekend. 
you know, with a, I don't know with what money though. See, that's why I always talk about like concert tickets and stuff. If 65% of America has less than $2,000 in the bank, how the fuck are you spending $2,000 to go see Adele? If only 4% of America has $100,000 saved, how are 70,000 people showing up to see Beyonce? Because every penny should be going into savings. Every extra penny that you have. Because you're going to get to be my age and realize you ain't got shit and what you going to do. You're just not going to worry about it. You're going to spend more money and think it's all going to work out in the end. I am Carell. You be who you want to be. So it doesn't hurt anybody. We'll see you on Monday. So glad you joined me today. Don't forget, like and subscribe, share. Go to social media, at Really Carell. It's all right here in the end little thing, the end minute. Listen, that tells you how you can support the show. Do it. Support us. Hey, it's Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Carell. That's youtube.com forward slash really Carell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Carell. That's patreon.com forward slash really Carell. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Carell. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.